You can subscribe to lots more School of Surgery podcasts on iTunes or visit us at schoolofsurgery.podomatic.com. Welcome to the uh, video podcast about fistula in ANO. Um, this podcast is aimed mainly at medical students, uh, though it may be useful for newly qualified doctors or even uh, people revising for postgraduate qualifications to their MRCS as a, as a basic reintroduction to this topic. Um, firstly, definition. What's a fistula? A fistula is an abnormal communication between two epithelial surfaces. Today we're going to talk specifically about fistula in anal, or anal fistula. What causes anal fistula? Well, there are a few causes. The most common cause is cryptogenic, uh, where the infection starts in a gland and then becomes a fistula, and that's what we're going to concentrate on later. I'm going to explain that quite carefully uh, with the aid of a diagram. Other things that can cause fistula is uh, Crohn's disease is not an uncommon cause. It can cause fistulation around the anus and also, more rarely, uh, cancer and obstetric trauma. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to draw a diagram and we're going to talk about cryptogenic fistulina. Okay, so um, what I'm going to draw for you first is, um, is the anatomy. So, what we have here is the rectum the anal canal and the skin of the buttocks. Around the anal canal, two sphincters. Imagine these come all the way around. So the internal anal sphincter, the external anal sphincter, and then the levator ani muscles, pelvic floor, like this. Now, most fistulas are associated with little glands that are situated in here, between the, inter the internal anal sphincter and the external anal sphincter. And these glands empty into the anal canal around the level of the dentate line. There's about a dozen or so of these glands. For some reason what can happen sometimes is some infection occurs in that gland. So what patients notice is that they feel a discomfort and the, the infection comes out towards the skin, presents as an abscess in the perianal skin. The patients come into hospital and have this abscess incised and drained. Now, about 90% of perianal abscesses settle with incision and drainage, but about 10%, this something happens and this Either the, the abscesses originate in the skin, or the sepsis here hasn't quite drained properly. And so what patients experience then is that more pus will gather in that gland, they'll feel a feeling of discomfort and pressure, maybe some pain, and then as that discharges they'll get a bit of discharge and the pain settles down for a few days. So what patients tend to experience is a cycle over a few days of discomfort, pain, followed by discharge, followed by a period of comfort again and everything's back to normal and then the cycle repeats itself and so they get a repeated discharge from the site of where the abscess was. After time this happens again and again this track 
becomes established. And so with the duct from the anal canal through the gland to the outside, what we have now is an abnormal communication between this epithelial surface here and this epithelial surface here, or a fistula. Now, these tracks can develop in all sorts of ways. The track can develop down here to the outside, so-called intersphincteric fistula, or come across the sphincter, a transphincteric fistula, and that can be either reasonably low down or occur higher up. And so you have much more of the external sphincter involved, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Or very rarely, fortunately, the trap can extend up here and become a supralevator collection, which is very difficult to deal with, but, but fortunately it's pretty rare. So, how do we treat these fistulas? The, all depends on trying on draining this collection of pus in here. If this track is low, so this one here, the intersphincteric one, so it only goes across a bit of an internal sphincter, or across the lower third or so of the external sphincter, then the best way to do it is to put the patient off to sleep, do an examination around the seizure, put a probe along here, and then cut down onto the probe, scrape all the gunk out of the track, and then leave it to heal by secondary intention, so it heals by itself with or without packing, depending on local preferences. And this is called laying open of the fistula. And that sorts out most fistulas, although you almost always warn patients that sometimes it takes more than one or even several goes to get these things right, because fistulas can extend elsewhere, you don't quite pick that up on the, uh, on the first examination, or can horseshoe round behind the anal canal and have quite complicated tracks. So for lower fistulas that don't involve much of the sphincter muscle, we can lay them open. But of course we've cut across the sphincter muscle and so we've injured it and so that impairs continence to some degree. And the more of the external sphincter in particular we divide, the greater the risk of incontinence following surgery. So when the fistula track is higher and goes across much more of the uh, external sphincter, then what, what we don't want to do is to open all that up, drain the sepsis, but leave the patients with uh, a problem with continence. And so what happens again is the patient's uh, given an anaesthetic, either a regional anaesthesia to, to block around the anus or a general anaesthetic. The track is explored and then this part of the track on the outside is removed. Often this part on the inside is opened up, but to preserve the external sphincter, a piece of material, sometimes a, a silk tie, sometimes a, a, a vascular sloop, is passed through this track and is either left very tight or reasonably loose in order to drain this sepsis here. And this is called a seton which is an old English name for pig's bristle, uh, or actually horsehair, I think, rather than pig's bristle. And it's a very, very established treatment going back many hundreds of years. And what this allows to happen is for the sepsis to drain here and everything to settle down without actually cutting across the external sphincter. Later on, the seton can be removed, and sometimes the internal opening here 
is then closed by advancing a bit of uh, tissue either from the anal canal downwards or the anal skin upwards depending on preference to close off the internal opening once the sepsis has been drained. Sometimes people put in what's known as cutting cetons and this where the cetons tied very tightly and it causes pressure necrosis of the muscle and, this, and the patient's brought back repeatedly for tightening of the uh, ceton at intervals and the ceton slowly cuts through the external sphincter perhaps draining the sepsis uh, with the uh, sphincter healing by fibrosis so the muscle doesn't come apart as if it would if it suddenly cut but heals behind it. It's a bit like that experiment in chemistry A level where the, uh, the wire cuts through the um, block of ice without actually, uh, and the ice freezes behind it so the wire passes through the ice leaving the ice intact if you remember that. It's very similar to the cutting on. No one really knows which of these is best. A lot of people now prefer to use uh, loose cetons just to drain sepsis and then do something about the internal opening later. Uh, but uh, you know, opinion is still divided, there's no great evidence either way. So in a nutshell, that is uh, a, a, talking about fistula and ano. If you have a current fistula and ano, um, the thing to do is to organise an MRI scan which will show you if there are any tracks that they've missed, any horseshoeing or any abscess cavities that are still keeping the fistula going that you haven't picked up at your initial examination around the seizure. So to summarise, fistula lano is a, com a relatively common uh, problem in surgical outpatients, so colorectal surgery outpatients. Um, it's a fistula is an abnormal communication between two epithelial surfaces. The causes come with this cryptogenic cause, Crohn's disease or more rarely cancer and uh, obstetric trauma and um, treatment depends on laying open or, or draining this uh, the sepsis. In Crohn's disease it depends on getting the underlying uh, disease better. In cancer obviously you need to um, do something about the cancer if you can. And um, when treating the cryptogenic fistula lano do you have to be careful about consonants and not causing undue damage to the external sphincter when deciding whether or not to lay open the fistula or to put in the seat on.